following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another journey together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Just had our good friend Brian Stetler from Coca-Cola stop by. We recorded a few interviews for our Pure Michigan Mix Fridays. And by the way, that $2 frozen beverage you can get at all participating Michigan McDonald's and the QR code is on the cup. You could score tickets to sporting events, concerts, and pure Michigan destinations. So he comes in and he you know, gives us some of the swag from the pure Michigan mix. And Superfly gets a hat and a t-shirt. And I give him a really cool hoodie. But the most excited he got was when Brian Stetler gave him a fanny pack with pure Michigan mix freebies, the cheapest sunglasses on earth, and it's a see-through fanny pack. Not not even like, you know, a logoed with McDonald's or Coca-Cola. It's a see-through fanny pack. And Superfly has wore that thing for the last 90 minutes. And I don't know if it's the power of the fanny pack but Brett has walked in three or four times with, you know, I got an idea. Maybe your inflection on the huge show should be more of the huge show. And I look at him and I'm like, ever since you put on that fanny pack, you think you're the boss. And I looked at him and I said, nothing against Brian Stetler and Coca-Cola or the Pure Michigan Mix fanny pack. But any guy that wears a fanny pack, he doesn't have a brain in his skull. No sane man wears a fanny pack. Maybe in the late 80s it looked cool. A see-through fanny pack. And it's the way he walks like he's holstered with a gun and tombstone. 
It's almost like Paul Blart Mall Cop. And he's walking in. And I'm telling you, I think it's just the fanny pack. He feels like he's a police officer. Yeah. So, Bill, you got that mic level turn there. Whoa. I know Rich Rock doesn't like the red on the board. Hey, Bill, I was talking with Brian from Coca-Cola, and I gave him a great idea, actually two of them, and I'm like, when was the last time you had a great marketing idea ever, Superfly, because you got the fanny pack on right now? I'll challenge anybody, anybody listening right now, you... You send me a photo at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, of you currently wearing a fanny pack. Anybody listening around the world, you're on the iHeart app. You search the Huge Show, you're listening. The Huge Show.net, the free stream. Anywhere you get mobile service, send me a photo. It's simple and easy. At Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. I don't think there's another person on earth, a male. Some females will have fanny packs at the beach. And those are the same people that at least have non-see-through fanny packs like you're working. And I'm not downplaying the pure Michigan mix fanny pack. But it's just not our target group. Kids would wear that. I'm going to the beach. I got a see-through fanny pack. Oh, that, there's my sunscreen. So if any male... On Earth, possibly an alien who's tuning in, iHeart app, you get mobile service, you could be listening on your way to New Mexico, Nevada, where aliens only go. Nobody show, No aliens show up in Chicago, do they? New York, no, they're, they're like us. I don't even go to those cities anymore. Anybody wearing a fanny pack, because Superfly, even now, the look he has... It, like he's going to sit by, you know, a, a fireplace and have a fireside chat and go, you know, I was telling Brian Stetler from Coca-Cola about my idea with Coke Zero with no sugar. And what if we did a promotion where the Lions, if they allowed zero points, Coke Zero would be given to all Lions fans across the state? I'm like, first off. What did you put in that fanny pack that has hallucinogenics in it? It's crazy. Man. I just want to do a show. I threw out the Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. What lion will have a breakout season in 2023? Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, will join us. Coming up here in about 20 minutes. You tell me, I'll give you my top three breakout Lions for 2023. I want yours, at least one. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. They're a Michigan-based bank. Ask yourself, is your bank based in this state? Do they provide you locations all across the state? Local decision makers, local team members. That's Mercantile Bank. Yeah, so what breakout lion 
huge season, 2023. So our Budweiser Folds of Honor, huge question of the day. You can join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. I'm really curious, Superfly. Any male listening anywhere on Earth, other galaxies, alien ships that are trying to avoid the U.S. Space Force, that you're wearing a fanny pack right now. A fanny pack. And Superfly is like, oh, Brian Stetler from Coca-Cola is going to be really upset that he gave us fanny packs and you said, quote, give it to your niece. But you put yours on right away and you were proud of it in front of Brian Stetler. When I walked Brian to the elevator after recording our Pure Michigan Mix interviews, he did ask me and he says, I don't want to intrude. But is it all there upstairs for Superfly? I said, Brian, he's a good man, works hard. But that fanny pack has changed him. What if you become a superhero? What's your name? I'm Captain Fanny Pack. <laughs> and then the best one was, while we're sitting here recording uh, the Pure Michigan Mix interview with Sean Saputo, who is the McDonald's operator for nine Lansing area locations, Superfly, after that interview, said, hey, good job, walks in with this fanny pack, looked at Brian Stetler from Coca-Cola, and said, what if we change Pure Michigan Mix Fridays to Fanny Pack Fridays? That was the point where I said, enough is enough. I haven't seen any photos yet from a male anywhere on Earth With a fanny pack. Just send it to me. Add a huge show on Twitter. The huge show on Facebook. And we'll see if anybody has it. Okay. So I mentioned Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit. We'll answer our Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. Who's your lion to have a breakout season in 2023? Shep will join us. Tigers, where are they going? Not this year, in 2024. Matt Shepard celebrating a birthday today in your TV voice of the Tigers on Valley Sports Detroit within the hour. Golf update on the FedEx playoffs. Mark Wilson, PGA rules official, and Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel with the latest on Live. What's happening there? Right now, let's go to Josh. In Kalamazoo, listening on 96.1, the game out of Grand Rapids. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge. Good talking with you. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the tight end, Sam LaPorta. I think he'll be an integral uh, part of the Lions offense. I feel like every good offense, you know, these days has got to have a good tight end. I feel like that guy could be uh, a good start for uh, for their offense. I agree, and thank you, Josh, and Kalamazoo. And again, you can hear our flagship station, 96.1 The Game, Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids, and also over in Muskegon. It's easy to list, uh, you know, Gibbs, Laporta. You can still put 
J-Mo, even with 11 games as another breakout guy, but all of a sudden he's got alligator arms. He can't catch anything. If you remember, he was kind of that way at Ohio State before he transferred to Alabama and then got it right. But you can't have alligator arms. I don't care how fast you are. So he's got to get it together. That's why these next two preseason games are just throw him the ball a million times. Oh, I'm worried about him getting hurt. He's gone for six games in the regular season. And he can't practice with them for like the first month. I think that's the rule. But he can play in the next two preseason games, so give me a ton of J-Mo. Yeah, I think Laporta could be like George Kittle. I really think he could. He, they're splitting them out. They're doing things they didn't do with Hawk. And you look at Gibbs and his speed. Is Gibbs the fastest running back in the NFL right now? I think he might be. And the Lions are probably behind the hill. Have a top three speed wide receiver when he comes back for the 11 games. And Goff is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. Lions season is sold out. They had a great crowd for the preseason opener. But what I am looking forward to the next two preseason games is you don't need to see a lot of Gibbs. You don't need to see a lot of Laporta. Throw J-Mo the ball a ton. Let him get ready, get some confidence back. So you can answer that Budweiser folds of honor. Huge question of the day. What lion? Your huge opinion will have a breakout season in 2023. Speaking of Budweiser and folds of honor, there will be a donation tomorrow at the end of our live broadcast at the Coach's Corner in Livonia. I'll be broadcasting live tomorrow. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com is going to ride shotgun with me the entire show. Sent me a text last night. Copied Superfly on it. Guys can't wait. Planning on it. Looking forward to it. Have been for the last two weeks. Latest on Harbaugh and the NCAA pushing it in the 2024. We'll preview the Big Ten season. Talk Harbaugh's future. J.J. McCarthy reportedly is throwing the ball 100 yards in the air. So Chris Ballas with us tomorrow, 3 until 5.45-ish at the Coach's Corner in Livonia. And then at the end, uh, Westside Beer Distributing will present a big check to Folds of Honor. That will be pretty darn cool. So if you're in the Detroit area or going to be in the Detroit area tomorrow, join me at the Coach's Corner in Livonia. And I love what Budweiser has done for over a decade. The biggest partner with Folds of Honor, helping children of our heroes, military and first responders, get a quality education. And thank you to Westside Beer Distributing all across Michigan for their continued support and the thousands of dollars, now nearing hundreds of thousands of dollars, donated to Folds of Honor. And when you've seen those commemorative Anheuser-Busch Folds of Honor cans, a portion of everyone sold in Michigan will go to those children of our heroes. So thank you, Klopsik family, Brian O., Arnie, Tom, and the crew, and all the great men and women who deliver, work hard, and support Folds of Honor. And that will be a great day tomorrow.
when I'm at the coach's corner in Livonia. Then on Thursday with Josh Garvey, the managing partner at Bean Garter at the end of the year, they're merging with Dorn Mayhew to become stronger together as one of the top accounting slash business firms in North America. I'll be at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy. And on Thursday, how about this Lions preview show with Herman Moore and Lomas Brown joining me in person and riding shotgun on the MICs. That's like a sports version of Run DMC. It's almost Run BBM. Bill Brown Moore. That will be on Thursday, 3 until 6, from the world headquarters for Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey will join us. We're going to talk about the launch of our Beat Huge contest where you could win $1,500 in cash from Bean Garter, soon to be a Dorn Mayhew firm. And I'm going to meet the Dorn Mayhew people with Run BBM. And it's not going to be tricky. Superfly, that fanny pack has got to go. Have we got any photos yet? No, there's not a male on earth wearing a fanny pack except for you right now. Nobody? Nope. Vance Johnson says, he tweeted, at huge show, I literally have multiple fanny packs that I wear based on what clothes I'm wearing. So you color coordinate your fanny packs. Huh, Vance? Really? Any other good hobbies? Like a life? <laughs> uh, Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit, will join us coming up in our next segment. He'll answer the Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. Who's going to have the breakout season for the Lions? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. That's the word HUGE to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is HUGE. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for Matt Golden and his team at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. They just got exciting news. Tullymore once again has been ranked as one of America's top 100 greatest 
public golf courses by Golf Digest, number 73 in America. And you can experience Tullymore if you've never played before. You need to get up there. There's a Tullymore golf course, St. Ives, 36 holes, great stay and play accommodations. Or if you just want to book a tee time, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. You can book a tee time for this summer, stay and play package throughout the end of the year, or even look ahead to 2024. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. And congrats to everybody at Tullymore for being named one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's Duck, Duck, Duck. Every Friday in August, win your share of 60 grand in premium play. Drawings each week from 7 to 11 p.m. And lucky guests every hour win up to $3,000 premium play. You won't want to miss $60,000 Duck, Duck, Duck. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge, where you can experience a unique Pure Bar class taught by world-class instructors on Grand Rapids' iconic Blue Bridge. Check-in begins on Wednesday, September 6th at 7 p.m. The class will start at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are 25 bucks, and all proceeds from the event support Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Wednesday, September 6th is the date. Get more Info at VAI.org. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare, and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Budweiser Folds of Honor, huge question of the day. What line will have a breakout season in 2023? You can answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit. Want to get his thoughts on the Lions' first preseason game. And also, he'll answer our Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. What line will have a breakout season in 2023? Jeremy is standing by. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. I went back and watched uh, the DVR a couple times. And the one thing that stands out to me, and again, I know it's preseason games, and it was nice they rallied and won after being down at halftime, but the speed and athleticism I'm seeing on both sides of the ball is what really excites me about where the Lions are going. 
Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I, th- I feel like they certainly made a concerted effort on both sides of the ball to, to get exactly what kind of like smaller and faster, right? Um, they they kind of took on the offense first, I would say, with guys like Khalif Raymond and even Josh Reynolds. And, um, you know, last year was DJ Chark. Obviously, they go out and get Jamison Williams. Now you got Jameer Gibbs back there as well. Um, so, yeah, there's a ton of speed. And, and really on the offensive line, too, a guy like Benet Sewell, uh, crazy fast for a guy his size, too. And then, yeah, on the defensive side of all, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was, I was really impressed with the defensive effort on, on Friday night and um, led by a, a whole bunch of guys that, that you want to, to kind of be led by. Jack Campbell obviously had a really good game. Levi Onzerike, who I think everyone had kind of written off completely, I thought had a good game, especially in the second half there. Um, and, yeah, I, the, the, the edge group is, is very deep, and, and we saw that deep into the, the third and fourth quarter there where the lines were just kind of – uh, a menace to the Giants offensive line. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, I think I think speed has kind of been one of the things this team is focused on, even though they're kind of have this like gritty, we're going to run the ball mentality on you. I don't think they, they've sacrificed any speed or athleticism to, to take on that identity. Hey, take on that identity, but also you look at Laporta faster than Hawk, uh, Gibbs faster than any running back they may have ever had, and that includes Barry, and J-Mo minus a six-game suspension for gambling, Faster than any receiver they've had. So upgrades, upgrades, upgrades. That's why I threw out that huge question of the day. What line is going to have the best breakout season? And there, there are a lot of possibilities, which is a good thing about the lines, Jeremy. Who do you think is at the top of that list for you? Oh, man. I'd love it to be Jameson Williams, but uh, I think I'm not ready to go there with him yet. Uh, if we're talking, I mean, I'm going to, with breakout, I think that kind of eliminates rookies because, I don't know. They, I feel like they haven't had a chance to break out, so it's hard to, call, hard to call this a breakout season. So I would maybe go for a second or third year guy. Um, I'm looking at Josh Pascal, um, last year's second round pick defensive end. Um, really had his rookie year hampered by injury, but he has come on and just been quietly one of the most consistently good players in training camp. I thought, again, he had a really good preseason game as well. He might not start, you know, he might not be a guy that, that gets you 10 sacks a season, but I think he is going to be a, a premier feature on this off on this defensive line. And, and I think maybe even by the end of the year, you might see him starting. And, and so, you know, I, I listened to the alternate broadcast of, of the preseason game there and Brad Holmes was kind of saying the same things about Josh Pascal. So maybe more of an under the radar breakout candidate, but, but I'm, I'm very intrigued by what he's shown so far and, and uh, what he can provide in 2023. I was talking during the last segment, my opening huge opinion, Jeremy, that these last two preseason games, which usually means squat outside of somebody trying to land a roster spot, but Jamison Williams having to miss the first six games, the drops he's had in practice and also in games, including that one last Friday, I think the next two games are big for him to get some confidence so he can hit the ground running when he comes off that six-game regular season suspension. Yeah, no, I no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think I think even last game, which I would agree with you, wasn't wasn't his best effort, um, and and probably might. I mean, he's a. You talk to the guy, and he doesn't feel like it. Doesn't seem like he's phased by anything that's going on. The, the suspension, the all the extra media attention, the the criticism of the social media, the the drops. None of that seems to be affecting his mood, which I think is an overall good thing. I, I don't think it's. It, I don't think it's a case where he's ambivalent to, and he doesn't care that the drops are happening. I think it's just he's a he's kind of the mentally guy, uh, mentally a guy who can um, block those things out. But in terms of just like getting better, yeah, these next two weeks are huge for him. I think I think like 
there's still a lot he needs to do in terms of getting on the same page as his quarterback in terms of his route, um, you know, efficiency, getting, getting, making sure he's not wasting any steps. And then, yeah, working on the, the hands as well, because he's going to be away from the facility for, for the first three weeks of that suspension. He'll be able to come back and be around the field facility for the next three weeks. But um, really in terms of getting game reps, in terms of getting time with, with Jared Goff, it all starts and kind of ends in the next two, two and a half weeks here. So, um, I, I don't know if the, the preseason is really more important for anyone uh, as much as it is for, for Jameson Williams. Jeremy Reisman, Proud of Detroit. Follow him on Twitter and also uh, Facebook online, Proud of Detroit. Great website. Uh, who's ready, you know, as I talk about the breakout year, who do you think takes a step back on the other side of that question that there may have been a lot of hope during the offseason, but this player could get surpassed by a rookie or a new free agent acquisition or somebody coming back uh, like Levi, uh, who is that guy in the lines right now? If not guys, plural. Yeah, I guess the, the first two guys that, that jumped to my mind are, are Jerry Jacobs and, and James Houston. Um, Jerry Jacobs is probably going to start the season as the, the outside corner opposite Cameron Sutton. But I think this team really likes Emmanuel Mosley, a guy that they added uh, this offseason from the 49ers, who was really about to break out, it seemed like, as, as a breakout star in, in San Francisco before he suffered his torn ACL. Um, unfortunately for him, it looks like he, he suffered a little bit of a setback and had to get a cleanup surgery. And now um, it's not entirely sure whether he's going to start the season ready to go or on the, the physically unable to perform list, the pup list. Uh, and if he starts on the pup list, that means he's going to miss the first four games. But once he's back, once he's healthy, I think he is very much a candidate to take over that starting spot away from Jerry Jacobs, even though they love Jerry Jacobs a lot, even though he's a very good and talented player. I, I think there's a reason they went out and tried to get Amanda Mosley. So I think he's a guy that, that Jerry Jacobs is a guy that, that could see his role diminish as the season goes on. And then in terms of James Houston, it's, it's, it's a really fascinating situation to me because he's a guy that, I mean, obviously he has, you know, eight sacks in seven games or whatever it was last season. And, and everyone's really excited about where he can go in year two, but the Lions are treating this guy like he's a third stringer right now. He's, he's constantly repping with the second and third team. Um, and, and given how deep they are, you know, they got, they got Josh Pascal, they got Aiden Hutchinson, they got Charles Harris, they've got, Julian and Romeo Aquara. Um, I don't know if, if James Houston is really going to take a year two step, um, you know, and, and, you know, I don't think he's not going to make the team, but I, I do think he still has work to do to make sure he locks up a roster spot, which I understand sounds kind of crazy considering how good he was towards the end of last season, but the lions want a more well-rounded player out there. So that he's not a liability in the run game. So he's not a liability um, when it comes to maybe some of the better offensive tackles in the league. And so there's still a lot of growth and development for that guy to go for, to, to make. Uh, and I think in, in the meantime, he's only going to have a very small situational role on, on game day. And, and maybe he still makes the, mo- the most of those opportunities, but I think people expecting him to take a huge year to, to jump to, to maybe get 10 plus sack this season might need to temper expectations a little bit. I think he's a situational pass rusher. And again, uh, with their depth or developing, which is kind of crazy because all off season, Jeremy, we talked about, Hey, they need the, they need depth at linebacker depth at, uh, on the D line, and all of a sudden we're talking about that Houston may not fit in, and he dropped eight sacks last year. That is a good thing if you're yeah. a Lions coach or a Lions fan. Saying goes, you can never have enough pass rushers, and so um, the, the Lions may literally have too many pass rushers, and you might see them 
have to cut a guy that's going to get swiped up. Maybe they maybe they swing a you know a late round pick for for one of these guys, whether it's James Houston, which I I, I don't think will happen. But maybe maybe Julian O'Quara, you know, former third or fourth round pick, um, maybe he's a guy that that someone else sees some value in and, and will give the line the sixth or seventh round pick for. Um, it's just it's just kind of a matter of fact when you have seven when you're maybe seven deep at edge, you really can't construct a, rock, a roster to keep all seven. And so hopefully you can turn that into some, some draft capital. And I think maybe that's something to look forward to uh, as, as the preseason here comes to an end. So uh, as we're nearing the end of training camp, looking ahead to the final two preseason games before that NFL opener against the Chiefs for the Lions in Kansas City, what are question marks right now in terms of positions on both sides of the ball and special teams? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of starting spots, there's there's not a lot left up for grabs. The, the starting right guard position is still very much a battle between Halapuli, Vati, Vitae, and Graham Glasgow, who who returned this year. Um, but other than that, I think you're you're talking about depth positions. You're talking about who's going to be the the third running back behind Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery after Justin Jackson suddenly retired, uh, and the lines are kind of going through some injuries there. Um, you, 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 I guess you're you're also kind of wondering like how much Brian Branch is going to play right away because. The way things have been trending in the past two or three weeks of, of, of training camp, it really feels like Brian Branch is your starting nickel corner, which means C.J. Gardner-Johnson is now basically a full-time safety, which means Tracy Walker is coming off the bench, which is kind of a, an interesting and a little bit of a surprising development. But when Brian Branch has just been playing so well, um, it, it feels like the Lions don't want to take that guy off the field, and understandably so. Um, yeah, and then beyond that, like the, the edge position, like we said, is, is still very much a battle. I, I guess – Maybe one of the more intriguing ones um, is, is off-ball linebackers. Is, is the Mike linebacker right? Is um, Jack Campbell? Is he going to start week one? Are the lines going to take it slow with him? Because Derek Barnes, a third-year guy who who just is you know really everything seems to be clicking for him this offseason. Does he start as as the Mike linebacker and the lines kind of ease Jack Campbell into the lineups just so that they don't overwhelm him? You know, this is a guy that they they think is going to be there for a decade. So. They don't want to put too much on him too early. And, and if they have enough confidence in Derek Barnes, like I think they currently do, and rightfully so, he's been playing very, very well. Um, maybe maybe Jack Campbell, your, your first-round draft pick, is in the day-one starter. And I don't think that it, – it's kind of like the edge position. You're, it, you have a little bit of an embarrassment of riches at linebacker right now, and that's not a bad thing. Jeremy Reisman, uh, it's not a bad thing when we have him on. Great insider <laughs> when it comes to Lions, Pride of Detroit. Follow Jeremy on Facebook, Twitter, Pride of Detroit. Same thing, and also uh, online. Yeah, I, well, look, look where our conversation is at from just a year ago. And think right. about think about where they're better than one season ago. Uh, they're better at running back. I, I again, the wide receiver position could be, but that, that with JMO, they're better than a year ago. The line, I think, is at least you have Glasgow, so maybe. Maybe it's even on that call, better on the defensive line, better at linebacker, better in the secondary, uh, and now better at yeah. backup quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater. Come on. Yeah. It's it's why it's easy to look at this team and say, hey, they were 9-8 and eight last year. They should be at least two or three wins better than that. It's not really how the, the, the league works, and, and obviously – Every season is different, and some players are going to regress that you don't expect to regress, and an injury will hit here or there, or you know there'll be some surprise team that you that everyone was sleeping on. But but yeah, when you when you kind of look at it, the basics of, of how this roster is constructed, even compared to last year, like you said, they've upgraded almost every single spot. Uh, on I, I would even argue offensive line. I mean, it 
if they can stay healthier than they were last year, which shouldn't be a challenge because they were not very healthy last year on the offensive line, um, they should be better too. And so you're just, I mean, you're, you're kind of, as a Lions fan, I, I think you're just sitting here waiting for a, a shoe to drop, whether it's a, an injury or, or what, but um, it, it's hard not to think this team is in a significantly better spot than where they were last year, which is why the, the expectations and the hopes are so high for this franchise right now. Uh, look at the athlete upgrade from a year ago. So a year ago at this time, even though he suspended, they didn't have J-Mo coming off that knee injury suffered at Bama. Uh, Gibbs, Laporta, uh, Montgomery, uh, as much as you want to talk about Jamal Williams scoring touchdowns, I'm going to tell you what, if that line is the same they were last year for Jamal Williams, you might get 25 touchdowns uh, from Montgomery uh, between the tackles. Uh, Laporta, uh, again, go down the list. Uh, you mentioned CJ. You look at Branch. I mean, my God, Campbell. This is, I mean, the linebacker position is going, you know, all of a sudden, you talked about Houston and Rodrigo. These guys may not find time to get on the field. Yeah, that, and that's that's. I look at that linebacker room, and I think we we undersell just how quickly that thing turned around. Um, because yeah, like this time last year, we were watching Hard Knocks as, as linebackers coach Kelvin Shepard was screaming, saying, "Don't make me start a rookie, uh, a six round rookie," and uh, and they had to. Uh, because there wasn't anyone else in that room that could play alongside Alex Anzalone. And now you not only have Malcolm Rodriguez, but you have Derek Barnes uh, another year under the, the under the league where, where he seems ready to go. You have Jalen Reeves, Maven, a guy that they very much like beyond just their special teams contributions. And then obviously you get Jack Campbell in the first round. And so, yeah, it's, it's three or four or five guys that they're comfortable throwing out there in the defensive role where last year they were struggling to find two. Jeremy, uh, always good stuff with you, my man. Uh, enjoy the evening. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Again. All right, Jeremy Reisman, Proud of Detroit. Follow him and Proud of Detroit. Facebook, Twitter, online. Think about that, though, what I said. Where, where's the weakness on this team right now? Injuries you can't control. It happens to everybody in the NFL, and you deal with it. But at least the golf goes down, you got Teddy Bridgewater. You got Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, you got to, you know what? I need to wear a fanny pack because you never mispronounce names. I got to get a picture of your fanny pack and I'll throw out a huge question. I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. We still haven't received one single picture from anybody, any male on earth sporting a fanny pack. Not one. Not one, Superfly. You stand alone in this universe with a fanny pack on. Uh, You can answer our Budweiser Folds of Honor huge question of the day. What line do you think will have a breakout season? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opted on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. And if you're 21 and up, text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21,000. And you'll go into the drawing for the two remaining Labatt Blue Light Getaways, Michigan Golf Destinations, two-night stay, 36 holes of golf for you and three friends at the Agaming Golf Resort between Elk Rapids and Charlevoix in northern Michigan, or two nights and 36 holes of golf for you and three friends at the Dumaglass 
Golf Resort between Boyne City and Charlevoix. If you're 21 and up, just text GOLF to 21000. We'll announce those two winners before the end of the summer, courtesy of the Bat Blue Light and the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police reminds you that it is illegal to manually use a cell phone or other mobile electronic device while operating a vehicle on Michigan roads. Any questions? Can I send or read a text or email message? Negative. Can I access, read, or post to social media? Not at all. Can I enter information into GPS or a navigation system? Nope. Go hands-free. It's the law. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking a Labatt. Hold it. Did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a Labatt? How about a Labatt Blue Light? Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can do it! It's a left-to-right break, just outside the cup, a touchdown hill. Appreciate the support. You guys mind if I putt now? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd. Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt regulations, U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company Limited. Hey, buddy, where's my Labatt blue light? He made the putt for crying out loud. I want my Labatt blue light. Look for the Pure Michigan Mix Frozen Drink available at participating McDonald's across Michigan through September 10th. You could score some great prizes from Pure Michigan Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Look for that Pure Michigan Mix through September 10th at participating McDonald's. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Mm 
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan with the football season coming. Don't forget about the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub, the go-to live sports betting destination in Michigan inside the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant. Matt Shepard, TV voice of your Detroit Tigers, will join us in our next segment, What Lies Ahead 2024 for the Tigers. We'll hear from Shep. Also, what's been his favorite stop on the goodbye tour for Miguel Cabrera? Matthew Jackson Shepard will join us later. I'll drop a huge opinion on Stanford is worried right now with only four teams left in the riddled Pac-12, where are they going? I still think they're coming to the Big Ten. If the Big Ten can get Notre Dame, I still think that's a big ask. So the question is, will Cal come with Stanford, or could it be a surprise ACC school? Huge opinion on that coming up. Uh, Remember, if you missed any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. All you have to do is search The Huge Show, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule for free. Just search The Huge Show. Apple, Google, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Podbean, and more to hear everything we do. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back, hour number two on 19 radio stations all across Michigan. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free live stream. Weekdays at three. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Just search The Huge Show inside this hour. The birthday boy, Matt Shepard, TV voice. Of your Tigers, we'll talk about this season, the goodbye tour for Miggy, and what will 2024 be like for the Tigers roster and team. Shep will join us in about five minutes. Also, a PGA Tour playoff update with Mark Wilson, a PGA rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program. 
Mark Wilson in about an hour. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. What's happening between the merger with the PGA and Live Golf? One thing I did notice, Saudi Arabia, they began by getting Ronaldo, and we're talking soccer here. Neymar may go there. They are spending mega money to become a European slash international superstar league. They have so much money. You know, the Live Tour is funded by that Saudi Arabia public investment fund, and they say by the end of the decade, there'll be a trillion dollars in it. A trillion. And all people are like, why do you work with Saudi Arabia? Folks, we buy oil from Saudi Arabia. I think we have at least three military installations and thousands of American business and hundreds of thousands of Americans do business with Saudi Arabia. So get off your high horse. I don't want to hear it anymore. The holier-than-thou mentality. My God, the world is so full of hypocrites who sit here and preach. But if it's about making money, you'll go do it. That's why we do business with China, okay? There was Olympics there. Don't stand up against America. Stand up against other countries. Put your money where your mouth is and don't take a dime from them. But don't tell all of us that we can't support this golf tour or soccer or F1 or anything else. It's crazy. We do have our Budweiser Folds of Honor huge question of the day. Who's going to be your breakout lion for 2023? And I'm telling you, between rookies, guys coming back from injuries, guys who didn't play a lot last year like a Williams, there's a lot to choose from. As I just discussed with Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit, the Lions have more depth than I've ever seen, ever. Even the Barry days. They have better coaching. Ownership isn't as intrusive. The front office is the best I've ever seen. I, I can go down the checklist on everything connected to the Lions. On and off the field is the best it's ever been. The best it's ever been. My one lingering question now is, is the kicking game consistent enough to carry this team to double-digit wins in the playoffs? That's about it. That is really it. Defensive line all season, all they need depth, eh. Linebackers, eh. Secondary, eh. Wide receiver, I minus, I will say this, one spot. You got St. Brown, He's an all-pro for the next five years. You add a Laporta, they're putting him, splitting him out at times. Same thing they're doing with Gibbs, because I think they know, okay, there may be an area until you get Williams back after six games that they're not, you know, top 20 in the league. They may be bottom third. That, that would be it. But you got Montgomery now between the tackles. Like I said, if Williams can score all those touchdowns, Montgomery's going to double it, maybe. It's phenomenal to look at the Lions right now. Not off of one preseason game. I'm talking about a culmination of the final 10 regular season games, an offseason, the acquisitions, free agency, a draft, and moves like Bridgewater. Hello. 
Matt Shepard, voice of your Tigers when it comes to Bally Sports Detroit and their TV broadcast is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Good, brother. How you been? I've been good. Uh, What's this season been like for you? Take me, you know, you're traveling with the team. You're watching the Miggy Goodbye Tour. This team has been up and down. They've hung around in the pennant race in the AL Center, or at least the divisional race, and then they'll fall out. They come back. Uh, talk about the ride in 2023. Yeah, I think they've been um, at times very surprising. Uh, you know, when you sweep a team like the Mets, for example, they beat Minnesota in the season series for the first time since 2016. They've been able to keep a bullpen together that uh, last year was the strength of the team, but had a lot of turnover, losing a lot of key guys, you know, with Soto and Jimenez and uh, Andrew Chafin. Uh, and then I've been really encouraged with some of the younger players with Green and Carpenter and Torkelson coming into the role along with Matt Beerling. Um, and then, of course, anytime you've got a team that is, you know, as far under 500 as Detroit is, you sit there and you go, well, wait a minute now. Uh, there's plenty of disappointment. And there is. And that disappointment lies in with um, some of the guys you thought were going to be established veterans to lead them through this, this and, and the injuries, of course, to the starting staff. So, um, look, you get a chance to show up at a ballpark, and I'm right here right now at Target Field. Every day is a good day, um, but I've said this for a long time. Uh, the Tigers uh, should be and I think will be better than they are right now, especially in this division because of uh, how weak this division truly is. When you've got Kansas City in a constant rebuild mode and their minor league system isn't close to what Detroit's is. Chicago's in an absolute mess. Cleveland's offense, and there's, there's not a whole lot of offensive punch on the way. And then this Minnesota team, I think, uh, you know, is, is kind of up and down. So I, I think the division is there for Detroit in the near future. And I think they're one of the teams that uh, if they can get some of these young guys, Scott Harris can be creative. They can really bring some excitement. You know, the key is really does Rodriguez state, do they find a long-term deal? Uh, you know, the starting pitching has really been inconsistent at times. I think some young faces have emerged like the Carpenters and obviously Riley and Torkelson's swing is getting better. How do you think when we get to the end of spring training 2024 in Lakeland, uh, how much different or the same is this Tigers roster? I, would, I think it will be different. I think because some of the young guys are, are making pushes. Um, those young guys, specifically like Parker Meadows and Justin Henry Malloy, I think they'll make pushes, and I think Detroit will go out. And, and I'm not saying they're going to spend all the money that they're going to save from you know contracts like Miguel Cabrera and Jonathan Scope and the like. Um, but I think they're going to go out and uh, they're going to add to this team in areas that they need to add to. Uh, it's vital that they do that. Matt Shepard, uh, the rest of the season, September call-ups, do you see some younger players down in Toledo, A that could get a few swings, uh, pitch a few in- innings? What do you think happens uh, in the late call-up st- uh, stage? Well, remember, you only get two. Uh, you'll get a pitcher and you'll get a position player. That's all you get when September 1st comes along um, because they've expanded the roster to 26 um, and they're not going to, they're not doing the, uh, the, the deep dive any longer. So you're just getting to uh, who that pitcher and who that position player will be. I don't know, uh, but I, my guess is they'll get long looks when they do come up here. 
Uh, who's the Tigers MVP this year? Well, that's a really good question. Um, because if you look at what Riley Green has done, I mean, right now, what's he batting? Huge, 307. Um, and he's been really, really consistent. Got a seven game hit streak right now, 344 at home. I would say Riley Green, although, and I know uh, what people do when they, when they call your show regarding Torkelson. Well, let's just keep this in mind. There are six Tigers who have 20 homers in their age 23 season. Those six Tigers are Hank Greenberg, Rudy York, Willie Horton, Jason Thompson, Matt Noakes, and Travis Priman. Spencer Torkelson is going to join him. He's got 18 bombs. Okay. He's on pace for 25 homers and 85 runs driven in it in his age 30, 23 season. No Tigers done that since Matt Noakes in 1987. So he's in that conversation. I, I think there's too often we look at strictly, we look at, at, at batting average and you and I both know that's a thing of the past now when it comes to analytics. Uh, would you like to see him get on base a little bit more? Yes. Would you like his OPS to be a little bit higher? Yes. But he's hit the ball hard. He's one of the most, people don't want to hear this, but he is truly one of the most unlucky hitters in baseball because of his hard hit rate and how much he gets rewarded. But I think it's Riley Green, um, and I think Matt Derling's been very consistent as well. Yeah, Matt, great pickup in the trade with Soda. I like him for uh, the future. Uh, birthday boy Matt Shepard, uh, Bally Sports Detroit, uh, Tigers TV play-by-play man joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, what's the birthday number today, Matthew? Okay. Uh, I feel younger than I am. How's that? Thank you. I, I, I look forward to having you testify if I ever need you in court because you're not giving uh, anybody up. Uh, before I let you go, uh, the Miguel Cabrera farewell tour, tough to beat what the emotion and atmosphere was going back home to where it started for him uh, with the Marlins. So we'll take the trip back to Miami out of the mix. Beyond that, what's been the best goodbye day for Miguel this year so far with the Tigers in an opposing ballpark? Yeah, that's, a, that's another good question. Uh, it was pretty special, I thought, in Boston um, when, you, when you saw you know, Turner and Sale and Kenley Jansen come out and give him that number and the amount of, of the, the, the ovation that he received and then in his final at-bat you got to give a lot of credit. And people rip on umpires, and I understand it. But when Mike Muchlinski let Miguel Cabrera have that moment in the ninth inning before he lined out to center, I thought that was pretty classy. Um, you know, do you base it on gifts? Do you base it on atmosphere and applause? I, I don't know because he's got he's received some really cool stuff. You know, in Texas, he received some cool stuff. But I, I thought what what happened at Fenway and and the true. Uh, emotion that people felt toward him was was pretty special. Yeah, I thought the roar, obviously, in Miami, going back to where it started as, what, a 19-year-old with the Marlins, to that roar in Fenway, uh, the Boston fans, they get it, they respect the game. It is a lost art in some stadiums across this country, but uh, the standing no, the roar of the Fenway crowd still gives me goosebumps for Miguel. That was cool. Yeah, it really was. So, you know, Philly did a nice job with it, too. Uh, Dave Dombrowski was part of that, and we all know the, the role he played in Miguel Cabrera coming to Detroit. I, I don't really think there has been many bad ones 
to be honest with you, there's been some strange gifts, a brick in Baltimore, a smock, a uh, coffee smock from Seattle. Yeah. Um, uh, there's been some strange ones, but uh, overall, every one of them has been, uh, I think, I know very much appreciated, but also extremely respectful. So it's been, it's been kind of fun in that regard. Yeah, I get Seattle and the coffee connection, but I just don't see Miguel Cabrera or any adult male putting on a coffee smock. Amen. You're, you're lucky you can get us in a uh, a smock when we barbecue for crying out loud. Oh no, no apron unless you're like working in a you know deli or a meat store or something like that, or you're a you know a, you know a chef. I, I understand that. It's like I'm arguing with Superfly. Uh, the people from Coca Cola McDonald's gave him a see through fanny pack that he put on immediately, and he's been very proud of it today. Let me ask. Can I ask you a question? Do you have time? Yeah, go, yeah, sure. Question. Anything. Real quick about um, about the Lions. If I said to you, the Lions must do this or bust, what would it be? Double digit wins, at least. So you can get double digit wins without winning a playoff game. My answer to that would be no. It has to be a playoff. It has to be in the playoffs. Okay, so oh, okay. if we if we, but I I will say I've said fourteen and three, and they win the NFC. That's where I'm at. But I'm trying to take myself to what the minimum may be. What you're saying uh, with the fan base, the majority of them listening right now, that I I think double digit wins and win at least one playoff game. I agree with you would be the bar. Okay. All right. What about Sounds you? Good, man. What do you say? I think they're good enough to reach the NFC title game. I agree. So for me, reach the NFC title game and whatever happens after that, it's easy for me to say that on August 15th uh, that I'm, I'm satisfied because I'm sure it'll change uh, if they do get that far. But I, I would be pretty damn happy if that were the case. You know, and think about this. And that's why I said 14-3, and three, because if they get home field advantage, and I was there for most of the home games last year, I've never heard anything that loud since uh, the Barry days at the Dome. Uh, if they get home field advantage, I think they'll win the NFC. But if they have to go to Philly, to San Francisco, uh, those are the two teams I have in front of them right now in the NFC. If those teams are fully healthy, uh, it could be worrisome, but I, I I wonder right now when you look at Lance or Sam Darnold or uh, Purdy, you know, where the Niners are going with the quarterback. I'd focus more on Philly uh, being the team yeah. to beat in the NFC than I would the Niners, even though I love their athletes and they got Bosa and money issues and injuries and everything going on there. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, brother, keep up the great. Hey, work. happy birthday, my man! Enjoy your birthday Thanks, today. Buddy. I thank thank you very much. All right, yeah. There's Matt Shepard from Minnesota getting ready for Tigers and the Twins on Bally Sports Detroit. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber is a craft coffee uh, roasted in Grand Rapids, available at local stores throughout the state, and also for your home or business delivery at roastumber.com. They get their beans from Central America, ship them up to Grand Rapids. They also have the Nitro Cold Brew canned coffee, the ultimate wake-up or energy drink with no additives or sugar. Look for Roast Umber in local stores and also order it up online for your home or business at RoastUmber.com. Up next, more on the Lions. What Shep was just saying. What is that bar? I like that question. I know we got our Budweiser Folds of Honor huge question of the day. Who's going to 
be your breakout line for 2023. But what's your bar? That that this would be a the expected season for you. Mine's 14 and 3, but that number could be 12 if they get home field advantage and win 12 wins and win the NFC. My, I, I'm going with win the NFC. Shep just said get to the NFC championship game. You can answer that on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature sides, and Roots legendary hospitality. And you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RootsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We talked to Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions. Uh, he is standing by here on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Uh, what would you say was the good and bad, best and worst? I know it's a preseason football game. It's always cool to have that first one uh, happen, and then you can't wait for the regular season. But what was some of the good and bad you took from Friday night? I think that good was the pressure they were able to put on the passer when you get five sacks, six tackles for loss. I think you, you like what you're able to do defensively. 
I thought some of their guys defensively, Branch Campbell really showed up, did a nice job out there. Um, I think offensively, you know, they, they were kind of fits and starts, didn't finish some drives, had a couple of turnovers. Those are never good. And I think that, you know, overall, I think if you're Dan Campbell and you look at it and you say, look, we've been coaching these guys up for a while now. We had a chance to, to win a game and sent 11 guys out there for offense to get the go-ahead score. They did that. Then they sent 11 guys out there for defense to try to prevent them from scoring, and they did that. So, you know, regardless of who's going out there, with the understanding that these will not be pivotal guys once the regular season starts, for the most part, um, I, I think you're happy that you saw guys execute uh, late in the game in, you know, a situation where it's either win or lose, and, and they did that. And, you know, just because guys may not make the team or something along those lines, you don't want them to go out there and not look like you've been working with them and they have been practicing and, and working in those end game situations, which they do pretty much every day. So I, I would say those are the things that jumped out at me. Gibbs had a couple of moments too. Um, you know, Coda had, did a nice job in there at receiver for everything that went, that came his way. Julian O'Quara needed a big game and had a big game. And, and, he, and I think frankly, he's going to need more, um, but we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But um, there's always flashes from some guys, play to play. Guys don't play that many snaps, but I'd say those are probably the things that jumped out. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I really like how quick the defense looked to the ball, and then Maurice Alexander's punt return was sweet. And you know, special teams not, not a work in progress. You got Raymond, uh, but you know the kicking game and everything. Punter, you're fine with Fox, but you know special teams, I'm keeping my eye on and. I think moving forward, Dan, it will be, you know, Bridgewater getting used to the offense. How much will we see of Bridgewater in the final two preseason games? What are your thoughts on Teddy? I think that depends on how they feel about him over the next couple of days in, in the joint practices against Jacksonville on, on Wednesday and Thursday to see where they think he is physically and then get him back out there, you know, full speed in the game against Jacksonville coming up on Saturday. I think they're going to kind of go by where Teddy is in terms of his conditioning and just make sure that he's right for Kansas City and, and that he's in you know, the best shape possible. He hasn't been in off-season workouts with anybody. He hasn't been in camp for a couple of weeks with anybody. So there may be some catching up there to do physically. So I think he has to do that. And to your point about special teams, look, I think that's going to be a, a work in progress right down to uh, the end of training camp because it's so reliant upon the back end of the roster and there are some positions where that's a little bit fluent in the back end of the roster. So I, I do think, you know, Coach Phipps, like he does every year because of the turnover on a team, will we'll have his work cut out for him. So, um, you know, Teddy, I think, is is just relying upon how these coaches feel he is physically. And then special teams, you know, when you uh, lose core guys year to year, I just think it, it does become, you know, C.J. Moore was a core guy for them. Uh, when you lose those guys, you got to replace them, and that'll be a project that goes right down to those final cuts because those final couple of decisions might be made with with uh, special teams in mind. So, what are the big uh, roster spot battles you think on this team looking ahead to those final two preseason games? Well, I think in terms of playing time, it's it's linebacker is one that I'm watching because Alex Anzalone is going to start, and then you got three guys bidding to be the starter at the other linebacker spot. And I think, you know, Campbell took, I thought, some nice steps, but they've really uh, appreciated what Barnes has done this year. And then they make the point to tell you that 
you know, Rodriguez hasn't backed down at all. So uh, I still think ultimately it will be Jack Campbell in there at some point, if not right at the beginning of the season. I just think he brings the complete package and coverage and, and you know, sure tackling. Uh, I, I think there's some numbers in there at a couple of these places on the, on the defensive line in particular where you may see some guys that, that we've grown to know their name get released. It's almost impossible to think that you won't see some of those guys get released at the end just because there's so many numbers there. Offensively, you know, I don't know if there's so much a battle as there is them looking for guys to define themselves as offensive linemen number 7 through 10 or 7 through 11, however many they keep. I think they know who their top six is, but I think they're trying to figure out who the guys are beyond that. I think Sorsdale certainly be one of them, uh, but the rest of those guys... I think that's really fluid, really up in the air, and they got to figure that out. And Dan Campbell's made the point that he's waiting for guys to show them that. And um, receiver, you know, I, could there be a back end battle there between uh, Drummond and Dakota? Yeah, there could. Uh, you do throw Mims in that battle, maybe. Uh, he's such a, you know, he's got so many physical tools that maybe he gets the benefit of the doubt because of the speed that he's got and the size that he's got. But uh, I'm watching that as well. And, and I'd say that's kind of what I'm looking at. I mean, you know, Justin Jackson leaving does open that third running back spot for somebody to come in there and grab. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. And then probably back in defense, just seeing how they dole out playing time in that secondary because I think Branch is just making it almost impossible for him not to be on the field. He's just he's just really done everything they've asked and more much quicker than I think anybody could have anticipated. Yeah, I'm trying to think about a guy who comes up and, and I know it's one preseason game, uh, but I, I, I looked at that hit he had and I'm going, you know, Benny Blades old school maybe. I'm trying to think of a safety that was that active, that athletic, that quick and Again, you're seeing the athletes, and you mentioned Gibbs sticks out, and, you know, J-Mo, still a work in progress, but I just like where this team is going. Question is, Dan, before I let you go, are we going to see golf at all in the preseason? I doubt it. Yeah. I, I really don't think you will. I mean, I don't have any inside information on that. He wasn't going to play at all in the preseason last year. Uh, the only reason he played in that third game is because he demanded it. Um, I just think with two joint practices – they feel like those reps are, are more than enough for them to feel comfortable with a lot of their veterans. And, and I, don't, I, I don't think you'll see a lot of them in game action until they get to Kansas City. And J-Mo, we, you know, the speed, uh, you know, you watch Gibbs and the versatility, and that's, that's why they drafted him. We, we didn't see him last year because he's coming off the knee injury. Now he got the six-game suspension, but he is getting the preseason as valuable to him. Just your thoughts on where J-Mo is right now. Bad drop he had. You got to make that play. I mean, that's that's what he's here for is to make those plays. And and ultimately, I, I would like to see him be more than a home run hitter to to where he is um, somebody that you know. I don't look at him or think of him as a you know forty two catch a year guy. You know, I best case scenario, he's a year guy, seventy five catch a year guy who's who's out there making plays catching different routes, runs a full route tree. But, um, you know, it, it starts with blocking, and I thought he showed a willingness the other night to do that. But, uh, you know, they got him open uh, against Deontay Banks, and Sudfeld laid a perfect ball in there, and he's got to make that catch. And, and uh, it's been talked about, but his hands are a concern, and, and they've got to be better, and he's got to be better. And, 
you know, Dan Campbell's talked about some things that he's working on to, to try to improve it, but um, that is troubling. And, and because we do see it in practice as well, it is troubling. And um, I think it's just something that, that bears watching. He's got all the physical tools, can do anything that you'd want a receiver to do. Cat, you know, get by somebody, run after the catch. Um, but catching is also a key part of it. And, and I'm not, you know, sitting here telling you you can't catch, but the the concentration level and the the number of drops is something that bears watching and uh, is something that I'm certainly keeping an eye on because that was that's the play right there, man, that you're looking for. I mean, you went up against, like I said, a number one draft pick in, in, in Banks and, and had him beat and got a perfect pass and didn't make the play, and then that's what he's here to do is to make those plays. Dan Miller makes plays every day on TV in Detroit, also on the Lions Radio Network. My man, always appreciate your breakdown of the Lions. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Westside Beer Distributing. Now, they're proud to support the Folds of Honor Scholarship Program, benefiting the families of fallen and injured soldiers and our first responders. Folds of Honor provides scholarships for education to ensure our heroes' children can attend college. And Westside Beer Distributing has contributed over $100,000 since the program started and will be donating another $15,000 this summer to the Folds of Honor to help a local hero's child. Anheuser-Busch, which is the Folds of Honor's longest-standing partner, has donated over $21 million to the cause. Budweiser and Bud Light will continue to honor Folds of Honor this summer with special edition 16-ounce aluminum bottles. Look for them at a bar, restaurant, or retailer near you and support this great cause. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time to go check in on what's happening at Ferris State University in Big Rapids, Michigan. Another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. I think Steve Brocklebank, who is the athletic director at Ferris State University, is standing by. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Huge? Doing good. I had a wonderful time at the Ferris State hockey golf outing on campus last Saturday. Good bunch of people there. Yeah, great bunch of people there. And thanks for coming up and being a part of it. You know, it was sold out, and it's been sold out for a number of years. And so we have great support, and we have a you know really solid, obviously, hockey alumni and, and a lot of people who just uh, love our hockey program, and there's a rich tradition of hockey here in Big Rapids. So it's uh, it's great to see everybody back at the outing. And also, Coach Daniels, and, and Ferris State hockey is D1, uh, D2 in all other sports, but D1 in hockey and a great on-campus rank following Blue Line Club and – I was just really impressed with the structure and also the people uh, connected to Ferris State hockey. Yeah, we've got, you know, you mentioned the Blue Line Club, and, and we've got people here that have been in the Blue Line Club for, you know, 20 plus years and, and uh, a loyal following of, of people with Bulldog hockey. And, and you're right, it is. It's a very impressive organization and led by, uh, you know, Coach Daniels. And uh, Coach Daniels has been here a long time and seen a lot of success. and has taken us to Frozen Fours and to national championship games. And uh, so he's got a long history here with, with Ferris. And so he, he's obviously well-connected to a, a lot of alums and, uh, you know, knows that a lot of them played for him. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's just a fun time to see all those guys that have him back on campus. And it's fun to see their smiles when they see their teammates that they haven't seen in a long time and, and to see them chum around together. And I know they get that probably that same feeling they had in the locker room together years ago. You know, they kind of get to revisit that for a few hours on a Saturday. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Steve Brocklebank is the athletic director of Ferris State University in Big Rapids, Michigan. This is another edition of Moving Ferris Forward on the huge show across Michigan. And coming up here on August 30th, a big night. Uh, it will be the Hall of Fame banquet on campus, uh, saluting some of the greats from Ferris State Athletics. I'm looking at Jason Vanderlaan, Jeff Blaschel, uh, Tiana Kirkland and more will be honored. Tickets are available at FerrisStateBulldogs.com. Uh, Talk about this event, Steve. Yeah, so this is uh, something that, uh, you know, we, we've had this class inducted prior to COVID. I mean, they were, uh, and what I mean by inducted is they were, you know, voted in by the Hall of Fame committee uh, prior to COVID, but then COVID obviously slowed everything down and, and made it difficult for us to actually have, actually have the event. So, you know, now we get to have the official induction ceremony for all these folks that uh, that you just mentioned on August the 30th, and so we're really looking forward to that. And this is a fantastic group of, of former student athletes who represent you know multiple multiple sports uh, for us here at Ferris. You mentioned Jason Vanderline, Danny Hayes, another men's basketball player. You mentioned Tiana already, and. And Gideon Smith, who played football back in 1910 to 1911, he's going to be represented by his his grandson, and then Brad Morris, who was a wrestler for us, and uh, and uh, Lucy uh, Lucy Pryor now uh, DeMartin was her name when she was here, was a basketball player for us on the women's team, and so really awesome class of people that we finally get to have the official banquet, hand out the plaques, 
uh, and, uh, and, and honor them in the right way. Steve Brocklebank is the Athletic Director of Ferris State University, joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. You can find out about Ferris from academics to athletics and more, ferris.edu or directly to sports at ferrisstatebulldogs.com if you want to be a part of the Hall of Fame banquet on campus. That's happening August 30th uh, in Big Rapids. And that next night, the season opener and home opener for Tony Anise and the two-time defending D2 national champion Ferris State Bulldog football program. That's right. At 8 o'clock, we, we host Mercyhurst out of, uh, out of Pennsylvania. They'll be here for an 8 o'clock kick. So, uh, yeah, we're excited. We're just days, days away. I've been down watching our team practice, and, and those guys are uh, excited. There's a ton of enthusiasm, a, t- a ton of high-level competition going on in that field. And so, you know, looking forward to another fantastic football season. Yeah, go to FerrisStateBulldogs.com. You want football ticket info, the home opener and season opener on campus at Top Taggart Field, uh, FerrisStateBulldogs.com. And also, if you're interested in continuing your education or starting it, go to Ferris.edu. They have a lot of great leaders like the AD. I'm talking to Steve Brocklebank, who are helping move Ferris forward. Steve, always good to hear your voice. Thanks for the time. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Go Dogs. All right. Steve Brocklebank, another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. We are back live across Michigan on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soarin' Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Make plans this fall. Football is almost back. College and pro. The go-to live sports betting destination in Michigan is the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Superfly just told me he got a text from Matt Shepard, Valley Sports Detroit TV guy for the Tigers who joined us from Minneapolis and said he was offended. I asked him what his age was on his birthday today. There's something not right about this day. You're wearing a fanny pack. Coming in here, a see-through fanny pack you got from Brian Stetler and the pure Michigan mixed people with Coca-Cola and Michigan McDonald's. You're wearing it like you're an officer, like you're a radio police officer going, Hey, Bill, I don't think it was right. For you to ask Matt's birthday. You don't ask women their birthdays. Guys ask guys their birthdays all the time. I tell people I'm 61. They go, you don't look 61. I go, I know. Shep did dodge it, though. Did he hit 60 today? He dodged it. 50's cool. 40 was cool. 30 was tough. And 60 made you think all of a sudden, you know what? How many more times am I going up to Tullymore? <laughs> he's 58? Uh-oh, yeah, he's pushing 60. Now you, he's getting into the ornery category when you're late 50s. And you're a guy in your ornery. You're a woman, you're probably already seeing a therapist. Superfly... Your see-through fanny pack that Brian Stetler brought you 
First, when he gave it to me, I said, you know, the kids will love this. We'll give it to kids, younger kids, right? Oh, I got a fanny pack. It's got my sunglasses and it's got my sunscreen, my lip balm, and you're wearing it. And all of a sudden you're telling me like, you know, you shouldn't be asking, Shep. And you're like pulling on your fanny pack like you're Barney Fife or something. And you'll have to be old enough to understand my Barney Fife reference. There's nothing wrong with asking a guy publicly, privately, how old he is. There's no, I don't care if I ran into somebody 104 that I'm at the mall and I see an older gentleman. He's got a, you know, served in World War II hat on. I would, I would ask him, how old are you, sir? And thank you for your service to our country. I don't think Shep was bothered that I asked him how old he was, but he did. He, he would not say it and just moved on. Superfly's fanny pack is out of control. I've already texted Brian Steller, and again with Coca-Cola and McDonald's and the pure Michigan mix, that frozen beverage you can find at all Michigan McDonald's. He really, I, I, it's given him some sense of power and authority, and that's crazy. It's a see-through fanny pack. I posted a photo of it. I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. And I said that guys don't wear fanny packs. They don't. And guys have no issue telling another guy, hey, how old are you today? It's your birthday. Even if you don't know him well. How old are you today? How old? It is not offensive. Yeah, I know women, when you go to a birthday party and you don't know, like, somebody, right? If I know even male or female, if I know the people, I'll ask them how old they are. And I'll guess younger for ladies all the time. I don't think Shep was mad that I asked him that he just, he didn't want to tell everybody he was 58. I get, I'm 61. 30 and 60 were tough birthdays. They really were. 30, it, you're, you're looking in the rearview mirror and you go, I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye to my teens. Goodbye to my early 20s. Goodbye to my late 20s. Goodbye. 24-7, everything you need with this show is free. And it's at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. 
We are back live across Michigan, hour number three on a Tuesday with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Inside this hour, we'll get an update on PGA Tour playoffs. Mark Wilson, PGA rules official, who calls West Michigan home. West Michigan? Hey, where you from? From West Michigan. You East Sider? North Sider? UP? West Michigan. What if I start talking like that? How long do I stay on air? And again, I don't have a problem with anybody who puts those words together. West Michigan. West Michigan's number one show. Mark Wilson, PGA rules official who calls West Michigan home. And also part of the prestigious PGA Golf Management Program at Ferris State University in Big Rapids. Join us. We'll talk PGA playoffs later. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. What's up with the PGA and the Live Tour and their merger? What's going on? It's happening. I did see an interesting trade, which is kind of cool for... A Tiger legend, Dan Petrie's son, from the Wings Twitter feed a couple of hours ago, the Wings acquired defenseman Jeff Petrie from the Canadians in exchange for Gustav Lindstrom and a conditional fourth-round pick in 2025, so they get a gritty veteran on the backside. I love this pickup, and it has to be pretty cool for Dan Petrie. And I think... Jeff Petria's son went to Orchard Lake St. Mary. There we go. So that deal's done. And get this from Jim Comperoni at SpartanMeg.com. Jerry DiNardo on Big Ten Network's tour stop at Michigan State today. Quote, this is our 10th stop. To me, this is the team that has made the most progress from last year. Now, I did call Comp and ask... Was that about the football team or possibly the soccer team? That's not a shot at Mel Tucker, but that's Jerry DiNardo. But when they're doing their tour and they're wanting everybody to cheer on their team and watch the Big Ten Network, uh, you know, it's like politicians at rallies and tour stops. I mean, Jerry DiNardo on the Big Ten Network's tour stop at Michigan State today, and he's their, one of their football insiders. Quote, this is our 10th stop. To me, this is the team that has made the most progress from last year. Man. And there's Superfly's picture of his fanny pack. I'm just not digging it. Uh, you can go to Ad Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook there. I also saw that Stanford and Cal and Oregon State and Washington State looking for a conference. I made that huge prediction yesterday that I believe Stanford will be a part of the Big Ten within the next 30 days if they don't join the ACC. Question is, who? and there has to be a partner team come in, it seems like it would be Cal because of their academic standards, even though their campus can be a little wacko. So I'm guessing it will be Stanford Cal unless Notre Dame would shock the world and join the Big Ten. But with the expanded college football playoff to 12 teams, I don't see that happening. But 
and I will say this with a big butt, and I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> that Notre Dame could make more money joining the Big Ten. So we'll keep you posted on that. I'm actually fine if you've added Oregon and Washington and UCLA and USC and you would add Stanford and Cal, you create a West Coast swing where a basketball team can go in and play two games, come back, they can fly back, and you get into the minor sports, they can go out there and hit all the schools and not have to travel a million times west and the same for those six schools that were formerly the Pac-12 to the east. That's what I would do. I did see off of what we talked about on Monday, Phil Mickelson claims he did not bet on the 2002 Ryder Cup. There's a book out saying that reportedly he wanted to bet big money. He didn't get the bet in and team lost. Who knows? Everybody can lie so much today. You can lie on Twitter. Who's fact checking? You can lie in a court of law. You can lie in a book. Unless you're under oath in a court of law, all those lawyers, they just lie. The people lie. Everybody's lying. One honest man that stands amongst all the liars is Mark Wilson, PGA rules official. He's standing by one of our PGA, LPGA tour insiders. The FedEx Cup playoffs are going are going on right now. Moved to Chicago. I will say I enjoy the, uh, the playoff golf. How you doing, Mark? Hey, great, Bill. And I was at that 2012 Ryder Cup that you were referring to. You know, you, you may remember on Sunday that Rory McIlroy almost missed his tee time for the singles matches because he was watching the Golf Channel the night before, and those times were listed as Eastern time. And obviously Chicago's in the central time zone. He got that emergency ride, just made his tee time by a matter of minutes, was tying his shoes on the tee. So I don't know if that was the match that was Mickelson was questioning or, or which one. I think he was betting I think he was betting on the team to win at the end of the day on Sunday and they lost. So he uh, reportedly said that book or something said he wanted to bet like what four hundred grand on Team USA and what I, I tell everybody that if you span that over decades and Phil Mickelson wants to gamble and he's made a billion dollars or half a billion, whatever it is, it's his choice. If he's paying his bills and he's not breaking any laws, it's his choice. I I don't know. Again, with rules officials, and you would know it probably better than I would, Mark, are there rules on the PGA Tour where you can't bet on yourself to win? Uh, You know... um you mean as far as officials, we don't do any gambling. No, 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 not you, Mark. I'm not talking about you. I mean, I mean Mark goes, hey, a ball move, match is over. I think, no, I didn't, I didn't mean, I, I meant with golfers. Are golfers told they can't bet uh, on themselves uh, in, a, in a tournament, in a Ryder Cup, in a President's Cup? Are, they, are the rules, not, from your, not the golf rules, I'm talking PGA Tour rules, that they can't bet on themselves? Yeah, I don't believe they have the same restriction as long as it was just beyond themselves. Not the way they are in other sports. You know, obviously the, there's the Lions players who are in trouble, and uh, 
over and even betting on your own team is is uh, prohibited in some of the team sports. Right, that's what I was just saying. If you, it's kind of like a horse one. I was talking to a couple of buddies about Mickelson. Uh, the other night, and I said, wait a minute, you know, horse trainers and horse owners will bet on themselves big money all the time to win. Yes, and in fact, that's how they make some of their money. Exactly. That's what I meant. So you're, you know, the PGA, you're an independent contractor, I guess. I don't know exactly what some of their other deals are now as things have evolved with the Live Tour, but, you know, you want to bet on yourself to win? Uh, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't. Uh, In golf. Right, exactly. Right. So we'll uh, we'll separate golf from the other team sports. Well, even in okay, I'll even say this in a team sport: if you bet on yourself to win, not not to lose or throw a game where it gets into shady territory, but if you bet on yourself to win, so I'm Justin Verlander, and I go on the DraftKings sportsbook app and I bet on myself to win. Is that is that crazy? But I know it's against the rules. I understand that. Like th- same thing with Jamison Williams. He didn't bet on the NFL. He would have been suspended for the year if he would have bet on the NFL. If you bet on your own team, I think you're banned. You're just done. And he got his yeah. six game suspension. So I, again, I look at horse racing. I look at what goes on. You know, Phil has been a different cat. I mean, you know, Phil. You know, when you look at Liv and everybody went crazy on him, and now you look where Liv is at, and you look at Saudi Arabia spending hundreds of millions to sign big-name soccer players, the amount of business that America, the military, uh, our government does with buying oil with Saudi Arabia. I mean, we can take the holier-than-thou side out of it, and now we're just waiting on how this Live PGA DP World Tour partnership will shake out how do you think it's going to happen well there's been obviously the commissioner's uh leave of absence with respect to his health issues sort of quieted all this talk and i think getting into the playoff season now and obviously this upcoming playoff event this week is the last event to earn points for the Ryder cup so this is a big weekend so it really has sort of quieted the LIV PGA Tour talk, but I think there's still a lot of question marks. There's live players like Mickelson who say, you know, we don't really want to return to the PGA Tour, and we're happy with our own tour. Uh, I don't think in the end it's going to shake out that way. I think ultimately the PGA Tour will get together with the Saudi Investment Fund, and there will be some kind of there will be some big world events, the no-cut type events with the top 75 players in the world. Uh, we're, we're really headed, I think, in, in more of that direction. And those will be more worldwide events. So it'll be a kind of a combination, LIV, PGA Tour, DP World Tour. And then there'll be sort of subsets from there in terms of what players are going to play. And, you know, even for next year, Bill, on the PGA Tour, with some of these enhanced events, there's only 18 full-field events from January to the playoffs. And so this top 50, these players who are currently in the top 50 are going to benefit tremendously next year in some of these limited field events. And by the way, top 50 are off to Chicago, uh, round two of the FedEx Cup playoffs on the PGA Tour. Mark Wilson one of our PGA, LPGA insiders, PGA rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA 
Golf Management Program. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee uh, guest line. Speaking of the Ryder Cup in Rome, uh, looking at the team rankings going into the final two stops, Scheffler, top six get in, then six captain's picks by Zach Johnson. So Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Patrick Cantlay, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, Max Homa, there's your top six. And then just on the outside, you have Shawfley, uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, Cameron Young, Colin Morikawa is a ways back. It's going to be interesting uh, who gets the six automatic bids and what pressure that will put on Zach Johnson when you look at what the other six picks will be, the captain's picks. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there can definitely be a lot of movement this week because essentially the Ryder Cup points, and just to be simple about this, every million dollars is worth a 1,000 points. And there's some exceptions for certain events and double for majors. But bottom line is that it is still possible for somebody like Spieth to move in or Xander or Max Homa based on their winnings from this week. And then for Brooks Kepka to drop out because Brooks obviously isn't playing this week. And so all of his basically 9,400 points that he's accumulated have been based on winnings in the majors. And so currently he's fifth. I think he's a lock as a, obviously as a pick if he finishes in the top six because he'll be in the top six in the standings. But then the question will be, well, will uh, Captain Zach Johnson pick an LIV player who maybe is seventh or eighth or depending on where the others move after this event? And this is the final chance for points. Next week at East Lake um, uh, doesn't count toward the Ryder Cup points. So it's only this week at the BMW Championship, and you make a great point here, and you're Zach Johnson, and at least with the reports that surfaced earlier this summer, with the Live and PGA and DP World Tour working towards, you know, partnership, uh, unification, whatever you want to call it. I don't think there seems to be the same pressure there was, you know, last spring, early summer on Johnson that I believe he'll take the best field. And we've also seen what those Live uh, golfers have done in majors and what they've done for TV ratings, which at the end of the day is what the Ryder Cup is all about, at least the modern day Ryder Cup. Absolutely, it is. And I agree with you, Bill, that this announcement by the commissioner uh, a couple of months ago now about the the, uh, pending agreement that they're going to develop will alleviate some of that pressure on Zach Johnson if he still wants to pick Brooks, if Brooks is out of the top six. And I think Brooks would be a great pick. I mean, he is an intimidating player when when you play against somebody like Brooks Kepka, I mean, you think about... Uh, matching a Brooks Kepka with a Scotty Scheffler, for example, in foursomes and uh, or four ball, either format, and you could really you could have an intimidating team. Obviously, the other wild card here that I think everybody's interested in, and I really like this man. He's a Clemson grad, and that's Lucas Glover, who is really a fine gentleman. I've known him for a long time. Forty three years old, and currently moved up now to sixteenth. Nobody's been better on the PGA Tour really in the last two months consistently. Number one in uh, proximity to the hole on approach shots and number 10 in driving accuracy. 
And uh, I think he's a great case for a captain's pick, even if he is now at 16 in the Ryder Cup points. But he's moved all the way up from 121st to fourth in the FedEx Cup standings in just a matter of about three weeks. And I love uh, the long putter. He said it's changed his game. His putting has been uh, absolutely fantastic. And Glover is one of those guys that you can kind of feel through the TV set where you're just uh, cheering for him. He's in his 40s. You know, he's got those two wins, and now all the exemptions uh, coming his way. Uh, Well-earned. Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, joining us. Mark, how many majors have you worked 67. 67 majors. Wow. All right, so what's your next uh, gig? Uh, what are you working in terms of rules officiating? Uh, well, really, Bill, with my more limited travel schedule, uh, you know, I mentioned I was at the National PGA Junior Championship, which was just a really exciting event. So many outstanding young players. Uh, you know, many of them are still uh, have some time to finish in high school. In fact, the boys winner was only 14 years old, beat an entire field of 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. Uh, but with my more limited schedule right now, I don't, I don't have another event on the schedule for this season. Uh, obviously, the, the tour is going to wrap up. Uh, I, I'm not going to go to the Ryder Cup in Italy, which is the end of September and early part of October. And then the tour schedule will start back up for fall. You going to work the Masters uh, next spring? I'll let you know. I, I hope that's a possibility, and uh, I will let you know if that's uh, going to happen. Will you let me know, Mark, because you are big-time Wilson. That's what I call you on the huge oh. show. One of our PGA and LPGA insiders, PGA rules official, talking about uh, the FedEx playoffs. So when it's all said and done, who do you think uh, wins a playoff on the PGA Tour this year? You know, I... I I really am kind of thinking that the current hottest player, well, it'd be amazing if Lucas Glover moved up and won the whole thing. And I think right now I sort of like Rory McIlroy, who's sitting in third. And, you know, he's played pretty well recently also. Obviously, it's hard to count against uh, John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, who are currently first and second. But, um, you know, Lucas would kind of be your dark horse favorite. Uh, if he continues this streak, and uh, and he likely could, but I'm kind of thinking Rory sitting there at third right now is a real strong possibility. Uh, before I let you go, I did see because the Olympics next summer uh, with golf involved and also uh, the different PGA Tour schedule that for some unexplained reason, the people behind the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit now are lining up uh, with the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational, the same week, uh, both tournaments happening in Michigan. That is not a it's not a good move for either tournament in my mind. Yeah, I'm not sure why that happened, and I know that Dow was anxious to move their tournament a little earlier because they wouldn't have to finish on Saturday to get that to, to get those players over to Europe so that they could play the Avion and their other events in Europe. Um, and it, it is unfortunate. I mean, that's a, a, a sort of a strange quirk of scheduling to have two tours uh, play in pretty close proximity, really, uh, the uh, Bay City uh, uh, area, Midland area, and, and, uh, and, and Detroit, Metro Detroit, is pretty close proximity. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's too bad for spectators. 
Yeah, and I think part of it is the Olympics pushing some things back. It may be just a one-year aberration. So be it. Uh, all three tournaments uh, had monster crowds uh, this summer in the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational two-person LPGA team event in Midland at the beautiful Midland Country Club and the Meyer event here on the west side of the state. Uh, just had uh, record crowds. Golf is alive and well in the state of Michigan. Mark, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk soon. My pleasure, Bill. Have a great week. Uh, he was one of the grand gentlemen of the game of golf, man. He really is as well-respected as anybody. If there was the Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Arnie Palmer of PGA rules officials, it would be Mark Wilson. 67 majors he's worked. He's never gotten me tickets to one round. <laughs> More golf with Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. Latest on the PGA, you know, not P, now LPGA, just PGA, DP World Tour and the Live Tour uh, merging. Uh, we'll hear from Rex from the Golf Channel studios coming up here within 10 minutes. We do have our Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. What lion is going to have a breakout season in 2023? You tell me. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank, a local bank with local decision makers, and they're based locally in the state of Michigan, which is rare for one of those bigger banks. The huge question of the day, you can answer it. 1-866-838-4843. What line will have a breakout season? Also drop your comments. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. MLB Pipeline has come out with its latest prospects rankings, and the Tigers have four players in the top 100. Detroit's most recent first-round pick, center fielder Max Clark, is ranked 15th. He's off to a red-hot start in the Florida Complex League. Cole Keith, another pick out of high school three years ago, ranks 26th among all prospects. After tearing up double-A and proving he can handle triple-A pitching, Jackson Job was drafted third overall in 2021 and battled through a spine injury. He's adapted quickly to high-A. He's ranked 59th in the top 100. And finally, the Tigers' first-round pick from 2022, Jace Young, pulls in at number 72. After powering through West Michigan, he's picked up right where he left off in Erie. The group has been a positive and a season that's been so far disappointing for the Tigers. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end 
reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual tricks. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the laughs. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Look for the Pure Michigan Mix Frozen Drink available at participating McDonald's across Michigan. Through September 10th, you could score some great prizes from Pure Michigan Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Look for that Pure Michigan Mix through September 10th at participating McDonald's. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit, want to get his thoughts on the Lions' first preseason game. And also, he'll answer our Budweiser Folds of Honor, huge question of the day. What line will have a breakout season in 2023? Jeremy is standing by. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. I went back and watched uh, the DVR a couple times, and the one thing that stands out to me, and again, I know it's preseason games, and it was nice they rallied and won after being down at halftime, but the speed and athleticism I'm seeing on both sides of the ball is what really excites me about where the Lions are going. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I, th- I feel like they certainly made a concerted effort on both sides of the ball to, to get exactly what kind of like smaller and faster, right? Um, they they kind of took on the offense first, I would say, with guys like Khalif Raymond and even Josh Reynolds. And, um, you know, last year is DJ Chark. Obviously, they go out and get Jamison Williams. Now you got Jameer Gibbs back there as well. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of speed and, and really on the offensive line too. a guy like Benet Sewell, uh, crazy fast for a guy, his size too. And then, yeah, on the defensive side of all, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was, I was really impressed with the defensive effort on, on Friday night and, um, led by a, a whole bunch of guys that, that you want to, to kind of be led by Jack Campbell, obviously had a really good game. Levi owns who I think everyone had kind of written off completely. I thought had a good game, especially in the second half there. Um, and yeah, I, the, the, the edge group is is very deep and and we saw that deep into the the third and fourth quarter there where the lines were just kind of uh, a menace to the Giants offensive line so I'm right there with you yeah I think I think speed has kind of been one of the things this team is focused on even though they're kind of have this like gritty we're going to run the ball mentality on you I don't think they they've sacrificed any speed or athleticism to to take on that identity hey take on that identity but also you look at Laporta faster than Hawk Gibbs faster than any running back they may have ever had, and that includes Barry and JMO minus a six-game suspension for gambling, faster than any receiver they've had. So upgrades, upgrades, upgrades. That's why I threw out that huge question of the day, what line is going to have the best breakout season? And there, there are a lot of possibilities, which is a good thing about the lines, Jeremy. Who do you think is at the top of that list for you? Oh man, I'd love it to be Jamison Williams, but uh, I think I'm not ready to go there with him yet. Uh, if we're talking, I mean, I'm going to, with breakout, I think that kind of eliminates rookies because I don't know, they, I feel like they haven't had a chance to break out. So it's hard to, hard to call this a breakout season. So I would maybe go for a second or third year guy 
Um, I'm looking at Josh Pascal, um, last year's second round pick defensive end. Um, really had his rookie year hampered by injury, but he has come on and just been quietly one of the most consistently good players in training camp. I thought, again, he had a really good preseason game as well. He might not start, you know, he might not be a guy that, that gets you 10 sacks a season, but I think he is going to be a, a premier feature on this off on this defensive line. And, and I think maybe even by the end of the year, you might see him starting. And, and so, you know, I, I listened to the alternate broadcast of, of the preseason game there and Brad Holmes was kind of saying the same things about Josh Pascal. So maybe more of an under the radar breakout candidate, but, but I'm, I'm very intrigued by what he's shown so far and, and uh, what he can provide in 2023. I was talking during the last segment, my opening huge opinion, Jeremy, that these last two preseason games, which usually means squad outside of somebody trying to land a roster spot, but Jamison Williams having to miss the first six games, the drops he's had in practice and also in games, including that one last Friday, I think the next two games are big for him to get some confidence so he can hit the ground running when he comes off that six-game regular season suspension. Yeah, no, I no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think I think even last game, which I would agree with you, wasn't wasn't his best effort, um, and and probably might. I mean, he's a. You talk to the guy, and he doesn't feel like it. Doesn't seem like he's phased by anything that's going on. The, the suspension, the all the extra media attention, the the criticism of his social media, the the drops. None of that seems to be affecting his mood, which I think is an overall good thing. I, I don't think it's. It, I don't think it's a case where he's ambivalent to, and he doesn't care that the drops are happening. I think it's just he's a he's kind of the mentally guy, uh, mentally a guy who can um, block those things out. But in terms of just like getting better, yeah, these next two weeks are huge for him. I think I think like there's still a lot he needs to do in terms of getting on the same page as his quarterback in terms of his route, um, you know, efficiency, getting getting making sure he's not wasting any steps, and then yeah, working on the, the hands as well because. He's going to be away from the facility for, for the first three weeks of that suspension. He'll be able to come back and be around the field facility for the next three weeks. But um, really in terms of getting game reps, in terms of getting time with, with Jared Goff, it all starts and kind of ends in the next two, two and a half weeks here. So um, I, I don't know if the, the preseason is really more important for anyone uh, as much as it is for, for Jameson Williams. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit. Follow him on Twitter and also uh, Facebook, online, proud of Detroit, great website. Uh, who's ready, you know, as I talk about the breakout year, who do you think takes a step back on the other side of that question that there may have been a lot of hope during the offseason, but this player could get surpassed by a rookie or a new free agent acquisition or somebody coming back uh, like Levi? Uh, who is that guy on the lines right now, if not guys plural? Yeah, I guess the, the first two guys that, that jump to my mind are, are Jerry Jacobs and, and James Houston. Um, Jerry Jacobs is probably going to start the season as the, the outside corner opposite Cameron Sutton. But I think this team really likes Emmanuel Mosley, a guy that they added uh, this offseason from the 49ers, who was really about to break out, it seemed like, as, as a breakout star in, in San Francisco before he suffered his torn ACL. Um, unfortunately for him, it looks like he, he suffered a little bit of a setback and had to get a cleanup surgery. And now... Um, it's not entirely sure whether he's going to start the season ready to go or on the, the physically unable to perform list, the pup list. Uh, and if he starts on the pup list, that means he's going to miss the first four games. But once he's back, once he's healthy, I think he is very much a candidate to take over that starting spot away from Jerry Jacobs, even though they love Jerry Jacobs a lot, even though he's a very good and talented player. I, I think there's a reason they went out and tried to get Amanda Mosley. So I think he's a guy that that Jerry Jacobs is a guy that, that could see his role diminish as the season goes on. And then in terms of James Houston, it's, it's, it, 
it's a really fascinating situation to me because he's a guy that, I mean, obviously he has, you know, eight sacks in seven games or whatever it was last season. And, and everyone's really excited about where he can go in year two, but the lions are treating this guy like he's a third stringer right now. He's, he's constantly repping with the second and third team. Um, and, and given how deep they are, you know, they got, they got Josh Pascal, they got Aiden Hutchinson, they got Charles Harris, they've got Julian and Romeo Aquara, um, I don't know if, if James Houston is really going to take a year two step, um, you know, and, and, you know, I don't think he's not going to make the team, but I, I do think he still has work to do to make sure he locks up a roster spot, which I understand sounds kind of crazy considering how good he was towards the end of last season, but the lions want a more well-rounded player out there. So that he's not a liability in the run game. So he's not a liability um, when it comes to maybe some of the better offensive tackles in the league. And so there's still a lot of growth and development for that guy to go for, to, to make, uh, and I think in, in the meantime, he's only going to have a very small situational role on on game day, and, and maybe he still makes the, mo- the most of those opportunities. But I think people expecting him to take a huge year to, to jump to, to maybe get ten plus sacks this season might need to temper expectations a little bit. I think he's a situational pass rusher, and again, uh, with their depth they're developing, which is kind of crazy because all off season, Jeremy, we talked about hey, they need the they need depth that linebacker depth that. Uh, on the D-line, and all of a sudden we're talking about that Houston may not fit in, and he dropped eight sacks last year. That is a good thing if you're yeah. a Lions coach or a Lions fan. Saying goes, you can never have enough pass rushers. And so um, the, the Lions may literally have too many pass rushers, and you might see them have to cut a guy that's going to get swiped up. Maybe they maybe they swing a you know a late round pick for for one of these guys. Whether it's James Houston, which I I, I don't think will happen, but maybe maybe Julian O'Quara, you know, former third or fourth round pick. Um, maybe he's a guy that that someone else sees some value in and, and will give the line the sixth or seventh round pick for. Um, it's just it's just kind of a matter of fact when you have seven when you're maybe seven deep at edge, you really can't construct a rock a roster to keep all. Seven, and so hopefully you can turn that into some some draft capital, and I think maybe that's something to look forward to uh, as as the preseason here comes to an end. So uh, as we're nearing the end of training camp, looking ahead to the final two preseason games before that NFL opener against the Chiefs for the Lions in Kansas City, what are question marks right now in terms of positions on both sides of the ball and special teams? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of starting spots, there's there's not a lot left up for grabs. The, the starting right guard position is still very much a battle between Halapuli, Vati, Vitae, and Graham Glasgow, who who returned this year. Um, but other than that, I think you're you're talking about depth positions. You're talking about who's going to be the the third running back behind Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery after Justin Jackson suddenly retired, uh, and the lines are kind of going through some injuries there. Um, you, 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 I guess you're you're also kind of wondering like how much Brian Branch is going to play right away because. The way things have been trending in the past two or three weeks of, of, of training camp, it really feels like Brian Branch is your starting nickel corner, which means C.J. Gardner-Johnson is now basically a full-time safety, which means Tracy Walker is coming off the bench, which is kind of a, an interesting and a little bit of a surprising development. But when Brian Branch has just been playing so well, um, it, it feels like the Lions don't want to take that guy off the field, and understandably so. Um, yeah, and then beyond that, like the, the edge position, like we said, is, is still very much a battle. I, I guess – Maybe one of the more intriguing ones um, is, is off-ball linebackers. Is the Mike linebacker right? Is um, Jack Campbell? Is he going to start Week One? Are the lines going to take it slow with him? Because Derek Barnes, a third-year guy who who just is you know really everything seems to be clicking for him this off-season. Does he start as as the Mike linebacker? And the lines kind of ease Jack Campbell into the lineups just so that they don't 
overwhelm him. You know, this is a guy that they, they think is going to be there for a decade. So they don't want to put too much on him too early. And, and if they have enough confidence in Derek Barnes, like I think they currently do, and rightfully so, he's been playing very, very well. Um, maybe, maybe Jack Campbell, your, your first round draft pick isn't a day one starter. And I don't think that it, it's kind of like the edge position You're, it You have a little bit of an embarrassment of riches at linebacker right now. And that's not a bad thing. Jeremy Reisman, uh, it's not a bad thing when we have him on. Great insider when it comes to Lions, Pride of Detroit. Follow Jeremy on Facebook, Twitter, Pride of Detroit. Same thing. And also uh, online, yeah. I, look, look where our conversation is at from just a year ago. And think, right. about, think about where they're better than one season ago. Uh, they're better at running back. I, I Again, the wide receiver position... Could be, but that, that with J-Mo, they're better than a year ago. The line, I think, is at least you have Glasgow, so maybe maybe it's even on that call. Better on the defensive line, better at linebacker, better in the secondary, uh, and now better at yeah. backup quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's why it's easy to look at this team and say, hey, they were 9-8 and eight last year. They should be at least two or three wins better than that. It's not really how the, the, the league works. And, and obviously every season is different and some players are going to regress that you don't expect to regress and an injury will hit here or there, or, you know, there'll be some surprise team that you, that everyone was sleeping on. But, but yeah, when you, when you kind of look at it, the basics of, of how this roster is constructed, even compared to last year, like you said, they've upgraded almost every single spot. Uh, I, I would even argue offensive line. I mean, if, if they can say, healthier than they were last year, which shouldn't be a challenge because they were not very healthy last year on the offensive line. Um, they should be better too. And so you're just, I mean, you're, you're kind of, as a Lions fan, I, I think you're just sitting here waiting for a, a shoe to drop, whether it's a, an injury or, or what, but um, it, it's hard not to think this team is in a significantly better spot than where they were last year, which is why the, the expectations and the hopes are so high for this franchise right now. Uh, look at the athlete upgrade from a year ago. So a year ago at this time, even though he's suspended, they didn't have J-Mo coming off that knee injury suffered at Bama. Uh, Gibbs, Laporta, uh, Montgomery, uh, as much as you want to talk about Jamal Williams scoring touchdowns, I'm going to tell you what, if that line is the same they were last year for Jamal Williams, you might get 25 touchdowns <laughs> uh, from Montgomery uh, between the tackles. Uh, Laporta, uh, again, go down the list. Uh, you mentioned CJ. You look at Branch. I mean, my God, Campbell, this is, I mean, the linebacker position is going, you know, all of a sudden you talked about Houston and Rodrigo. These guys may not find time to get on the field. Yeah. That, and, and that's, that's, I, I look at that linebacker room and I think we, we undersell just how quickly that thing turned around um, because yeah, like this time last year, we were watching Hard Knocks as, as linebackers coach Kelvin Shepard was screaming, saying, "Don't make me start a rookie, uh, a six-round rookie," and uh, and they had to uh, because there wasn't anyone else in that room that could play alongside Alex Anzalone. And now you not only have Malcolm Rodriguez, but you have Derek Barnes uh, another year under the, the under the league where where he seems ready to go. You have Jalen Reeves, Maven, a guy that they very much like beyond just their special teams contributions. And then obviously you get Jack Campbell in the first round, and so yeah. It's it's three or four or five guys that they're comfortable throwing out there in the defensive role where last year they were struggling to find two. Jeremy, uh, always good stuff with you, my man. Uh, enjoy the evening. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Again. All right, Jeremy Reisman, Proud of Detroit. Follow him and Proud of Detroit. Facebook, Twitter, online. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here with a reminder that you can join me in the Michigan Sports Network on Wednesday, August 16th from 3 until 6 p.m. as we're broadcasting statewide live at the Coach's Corner on 7 Mile Livonia at the Fox Creek Golf Course. You can help us raise money for Folds of Honor to help children of fallen soldiers and first responders receive college scholarships that their fallen loved ones would have provided. You can also enjoy the live broadcast and 22-ounce drafts for 5 bucks. Domestic bottles are just $3.00. 75 cent bone in wings, $2 homemade potato skins, and many more specials. Dine in only. All vets, we thank you for your service, and you'll get half off all day August 16th at the Coach's Corner on Seven Mile Livonia at the Fox Creek Golf Course. So join me there, and you can check them out online at Coach's Corner Bar and Grill of Livonia.com or go to the Michigan Sports Network.com website for more info. Shop back-to-school lunch and snack favorites this week at Meyer. Right now, when you shop hundreds of items across the store, pick any seven, and you'll pay just $1 each when you buy seven or more. Get seven for $7 on Totino's Pizza Rolls, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, Pringles Grab-and-Go or Cheez-It Cups, Glasso Vitamin Water, or Meyer Sandwich or Snack Bags. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Join the Purple Community and Van Andel Institute for the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge experience on Wednesday night, September 6th at 7 p.m. All proceeds will benefit Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Get more info at VAI.org. He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking a Labatt. Hold it. Did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a Labatt? How about a Labatt Blue Light? Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can do it! It's a left-to-right break, just outside the cup, a touchdown hill. Appreciate the support. You guys mind if I putt now? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd. Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt Regulations, U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, Limited. Hey, buddy, where's my Labatt Blue Light? He made the putt for crying out loud. I want my Labatt Blue Light. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan, wrapping up a Tuesday broadcast. Don't forget, at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills, you can enjoy a $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket with fries. $6.99, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. at all brands, Steakhouse and Grills. For the one close to you, go to brands.com. You'll find a brand's. 
in Bay City, Caledonia, Holland, Granville, Leonard, and downtown GR, and also in Cascade. Again, for the brands close to you, just go to brands.com. That's brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge.